This is Bigger Pockets Daily, the no excuses everyday audio version of the world's number one real estate blog. I'm Tyler, and each day I read you short, digestible articles from biggerpockets.com. You can scroll through the catalog and see which titles catch your eye, or just make this a part of your daily ritual. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. Ugh. But now, with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with the tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. What is depreciation recapture? And how does it work? By Anthony Greer. Are you struggling to wrap your head around depreciation recapture? If so, you're not alone. (laughs) When running your real estate business, you can account for the wear and tear of your property and any furnishings and appliances you own via depreciation. You can divide the costs associated with these items over several years through depreciation based on the schedules of asset classes that the Internal Revenue Service, IRS, publishes. Depreciation recapture refers to the portion of a gain you realize from selling a rental property taxed as ordinary income instead of capital gain. In other words, when you sell your property, the IRS taxes you on your depreciation deductions. Still confused? 
not to worry. In today's podcast, we'll show you how depreciation recapture works and include examples, how to calculate it, and tell you if it can be avoided. Here's everything you need to know about depreciation recapture. First of all, define your terms. What is depreciation? All right, before we dive into the recapture part of depreciation, you first got to know how depreciation works. Investment properties naturally degrade over time due to use, weathering, and just general wear and tear. It happens. Your roof ages, wood slowly decays, your appliances don't work as well as they once did, etc. Luckily, there are tax benefits for depreciation assets, which can help you save money. The IRS lets real estate investors deduct their property's cost for a set time. Thanks, IRS. <laughs> you have our backs. 27 and a half years for residential real estate and 39 years for commercial real estate. Unlike other items you can deduct, like a car, computer, which you write off as a business expense, your property will likely appreciate in value over time, as long as you take care of it, of course. So in that sense, depreciation is often called a phantom deduction because you're not losing anything, but you can still deduct the cost. Put another way, real estate investors can reap the benefits of both depreciation and appreciation. To qualify for depreciation, one, you must own the property, two, you must own it for at least a year, three, the property is being used or endures wear and tear for your business or to produce extra income like rent. So here's how depreciation works. When it comes to depreciation and depreciation recapture, a lot of it is involved. So to calculate your depreciation expense, just divide your property's worth by the number of years. Let's say your residential rental property's purchase price is $500,000. Since depreciation for residential properties is 27 and a half years, your depreciation expense is $500,000 divided by 27.5, and that equals $18,181.82. So your tenant for this property says, or pays you, rather, $2,500 per month. After calculating all your income and expenses, you have a net operating income of $1,000 per month or $12,000 for the year. Unfortunately, you must pay taxes on that $12,000 because it's unearned income. But that's also where depreciation comes in handy. If you're paying a total of 25% federal income tax without depreciation or other expenses, you'd owe $12,000 times 25 over 100 equals $3,000. Depreciation lets you subtract your depreciation expenses from your rental income. $12,000 minus $18,181.82 equals negative $6,181.82. So in this scenario, you've actually lost money and won't have to pay any taxes, all thanks to depreciation. Woohoo! With cost segregation, you can take this even a step further. Cost segregation accounts for the depreciation of specific items in your rental property, like flooring, cabinets, countertops, lighting, and appliances. So for the sake of simplicity, we're not going to be diving into cost segregation today. What is depreciation recapture? All right, so all that said, if depreciation is the teen who throws a party when their parents are out of town... Depreciation recapture is the neighbor 
who calls and complains. The IRS knows that rental property investors reap the benefits of depreciation and they want their cut too. If you sell your rental property, the IRS recaptures all of the money you saved over the years via depreciation deductions, and the depreciation recapture rate is a hefty 25%. Wait, didn't I just say a couple minutes ago, thanks IRS, you have our backs? Hmm. So let's use our earlier example to calculate depreciation recapture. If you were to sell that property after a year, you would owe the IRS 4,500 times 25 over 100 at 25% equals 1,125 bucks. Keep in mind, this is in addition to your capital gains taxes. What? So while depreciation helps relieve your tax burden now, you will have to pay depreciation recapture taxes later on. Before you throw in the towel, let's explore rental properties and depreciation recapture just a bit further. Rental properties and depreciation recapture. As you've gathered by now, depreciation is pivotal in how much you'll owe in taxes when selling your rental property. So let's say you decide to sell your property after 10 years. If the purchase price was 500K, you've written up $181,818.20, give or take, in depreciation expenses, $18,181.82 times 10 you will have to pay up to 25% in taxes on your depreciation expenses. Let's do that math real quick. $181,818.20 times 25.25 equals $45,454.55. In this case, your depreciation recapture rate is $45,000 and change. Depreciation Recapture and Capital Gains Unfortunately, depreciation recapture isn't the only thing you'll be taxed on when selling your property, oh my goodness. You'll also have to pay a capital gains tax on your total realized gain, which is the profit you make when you sell investments for more than what you paid for them. Let's assume that you sold the property for $725,000. Congrats! That's amazing! After your portion of closing costs and the real estate agent gets their cut, your total is 700 k To figure out your total realized gain, you just simply subtract the price you sold it for and then minus your property's remaining value. 700000 minus 500000 equals two hundred grand. The amount of capital gains tax you pay depends on your income level. More on this later. The amount you pay is based on the rest of your gains after depreciation. So $200,000 minus $45,454.55, remember, from earlier, <laughs> equals $154,545.45. Let's assume your income level requires you to pay 15% in capital gains. $154,545.45 times 0.15, 15%, equals... $23,181.82 in capital gains taxes. Ugh. Let's put it all together. Come on. Once more with feeling for the people in the back. To recap, $725K selling price. That's the total you sold the rental property for. $25,000 in closing costs and, of course, your real estate agent's cut. $45,454.55 depreciation recapture. is your capital gains tax. Subtract all those numbers, 
for a grand total of $631,363.63. Remember, you also purchased the property for $500,000, so your profit after taxes is $131,363.63. Now, let's turn the tables here and talk about the upside of depreciation recapture. No one wants to pay extra money in taxes. Grr. So in this scenario, the total depreciation recapture was $45,000 and change. That's a lot of money. Rather than getting upset about how much you have to pay back, look on the bright side. Your total gains as a whole. For one, you've also gained 10 years worth of rental income at $2,500 a month, which is 2,500 times 120, total number of months, is $300,000. This income has likely helped you pay down your mortgage and other rental or renting expenses. And if you want to calculate your net operating income for the rental instead, that would be $1,000 times 120 is still $120,000. In addition, you've claimed $181,000 and change in depreciation. While the IRS recaptured $45K plus, you still wrote off $136,363.65 that the IRS didn't touch. These numbers, along with the net profit of your sale, are much higher than you would have had to pay in depreciation recapture. Okay, so there's also a lesser-known fact about depreciation recapture. It only applies to the extent you gained on selling your property. In other words, if you ended up selling the property for $525,000 after closing costs and real estate agent gets their cut, you may only have to pay recapture taxes on $25,000, even though your depreciation recapture is way more significant than that. Let's talk about ordinary income versus capital gains. Depreciation recapture is generally taxed as ordinary income and caps at a rate of 25%. You can see the 2022 income tax brackets at biggerpockets.com. So in other words, you'll be taxed at 25% unless your total ordinary income is less than $170,050 or $340,099 if you're married and filing jointly. You can see, by the way, the income tax brackets for 2022 right inside this article at biggerpockets.com. Your capital gain tax rates are just a bit different, though. Since we're talking about depreciation recapture, you usually don't have to worry about short-term capital gains rates. Those are for properties you own for a year or less. You must own property for at least a year to qualify for depreciation. The long-term capital gain rates are zero, <laughs> 15 and 20%. If you're a single filer, your capital gain rates are, if your income is $44,625 or less, 0%. If your income is between $44,625 and $492,000, it's 15%, and it's 20% if your income is greater than $492,300. Did I mention, you know, like 10 minutes ago that this podcast requires a lot of math? Sorry about that, but stay with me. This is good stuff. Can depreciation recapture be avoided? Yes. Yes, it can. The most significant loophole in depreciation recapture is the 1031 exchange. We have tons of articles and podcasts 
about the 1031 exchange in detail, but just a quick overview. The 1031 exchange gets its name from the IRS tax code, and it's a legal strategy that lets you sell your property and then use the profit to buy a new one. When you do this, you can defer paying real estate taxes until you sell the next property. However, you can also use the 1031 exchange on that property and the one after and so on and so on if you'd like. So here's what this looks like in action real quick. Let's return to the earlier example where you sell your rental and must pay $45,454.55 in depreciation recapture taxes and an additional $23,181.82 in capital gains. That's $68,637 in change altogether. Suppose you instead put that money towards the down payment of a like-kind asset, or, in other words, a rental property somewhat comparable to the one you're selling. In that case, you can avoid paying depreciation recapture and capital gains taxes. Woohoo! In addition to buying a like-kind asset, there are two other rules you must follow to qualify for a 1031 exchange. Number one, no touching the profits. You can't even sniff them. You can't have them in your account at all. Instead, using an intermediary to hold the cash while waiting for your next real estate transaction to close would absolutely be best. You'll be required to pay taxes on any of the profits you touch or sniff, or even look at momentarily for too long. Number two, identify and close in time. So here's the stressful part. You got to beat the clock to complete a 1031 exchange. From the day you sell your property, you have 45 days to identify the property you plan to buy. You can identify up to three, by the way, just in case. And 180 days to close on that property. As any real estate expert will tell you, those short time frames make meeting this qualification very difficult. So we recommend starting your search before you sell your current property to get a jump start on this rule. Any extra time helps. All right, just a couple of FAQs and then we'll wrap up this math intensive podcast for today. If you still have questions, we've got some answers. First of all, we get this question a lot. What are other assets subject to depreciation recapture? While we've mostly talked about depreciation recapture in real estate, it's really not the only asset subject to depreciation recapture. You're often also required to pay recapture taxes on equipment, furniture, and even other assets. Is there a limit to how much depreciation you can claim? Under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the maximum depreciation deduction increased from $500,000 to a million. This act also increased the phase-out threshold from $2 million to $2.5 million. What happens if you don't take depreciation on a rental property? You're not legally required to claim depreciation. However, if you don't claim it, you're missing out on one of the most significant tax advantages of owning a rental property. Depreciation can save you thousands, if not more, every year you can claim it. If that's not convincing enough, try this. If you decide to sell your rental property, you're still required to pay the depreciation recapture tax, regardless of whether or not you've been claiming depreciation. You can try to avoid paying this tax, but you usually won't succeed. So take it. It's there. 
Why does depreciation serve as a tax shield, you may ask? Depreciation deductions reduce a company's taxable income. Every year, the depreciation expense is the same for the duration of the asset's life cycle. In some cases, depreciation might even bring you into a lower tax bracket. Hmm. Let's conclude things for today. Figuring out how depreciation recapture works is challenging. While paying extra money during the sale of a rental property isn't fun at all, the amount you save thanks to depreciation makes it well worth it. If you still have more questions on this, check out some of our other posts on depreciation, or you can ask some of our experts, too, in the forums at biggerpockets.com. All right. Thanks for making this show a part of your hump day. You know what else happens every Wednesday? Bigger Pockets webinars. They're live and free. You can register at biggerpockets.com webinar. Plus, if you're a pro member, you get unlimited webinar replays. What are your plans tomorrow? Hopefully, they include another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. See you then.